respond to reports of a missing person. The mother is on scene and requesting assistance. Unit 527 responding 1039. This is Over the Horizon and Far Away. Hello, hello. We are so excited you guys found us for another week. Welcome back to Over the Horizon and Far Away, a true crime podcast that covers cases of the missing and murdered that did not get the media attention they deserved. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back. We have another exciting bonus episode for you guys. Julia's going to start us off on this one because she thought of some really great bonus content for you guys, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. So you just take it away, Julia. (laughs) So today, I am going to start giving you guys the first of a few stories regarding mysteries from Montana. And this first one is a little bit graphic, so if you're kind of queasy when it comes to things like body parts or um, mutilations or things like that, maybe take a break from this episode, but it's going to be titled Butte Severed Legs. In June of 2012, a father and son were on a hike just north of Butte, Montana, when they stumbled upon a pair of severed legs. The legs were wrapped in a plastic bag, still clothed in jeans with socks and hiking boots. Now, this was just legs. We're not talking about an entire body. They found a bag of just severed legs. Well, here's the other interesting thing about that is that they were in bags. So we know it's not like somebody that was attacked by a wild animal and like their body was ripped apart or whatever and pieces were left here and there. Like this is somebody that very strategically was or maybe not so strategically if we found them like disposing of a body. Yeah. Um, they stumbled upon these legs on a road called Mountain Reservoir Road. Oh my God, my handwriting is so bad. I'm just going <laughs> to go with that. That word is mountain. <laughs> you guys, oh my God. Quick side note. She is not wrong. She writes things and I literally, so when we first started this podcast, we were like brainstorming all the different moving pieces or whatever when we were camping. And so she was taking all of the notes and then she took pictures of the notes to send to me. And I literally had to text her and be like, what does this say? What does this say? God bless her. It's like a five-year-old wrote it. (laughs) This word is kind of like cursive slash five-year-old. So hopefully it says mountain. Anyway, no other remains were found. As I said earlier, it was just the legs. And that's really all police had to go on for a really, really long time. Um, They know that they were a white male. They know that he'd had some sort of injury to his leg prior to this because there was a metal rod in one of them oh i was gonna say an injury but all we have is is two (laughs) legs i would have never guessed (laughs) no something happened to this man before that um who knows what police also believe that he was killed at another location before so his legs were kind of just moved to this road area well i don't think that it would have taken a genius to figure that out when we only found part of him and not all of him (laughs) according to montanastandard.com Despite police's best efforts, they struggled to idea to ID who this man was for like 11 years. So for 11 years, there was kind of just this story in the Butte area that they found some legs on a road. And we don't know whose they were. We don't know where they came from. There was just legs that were still clothed, mind you. Okay, so what year were these legs found? Um, 2012. 
okay, well, that really wasn't that long ago. I mean, we had DNA and stuff then, so that's kind of surprising. Like, you didn't have miss. He had must not have been a missing person or something, because that's really wild to me. Like, surely you could have went through missing persons reports and then con- started contacting family and been like, we need to do a DNA comparison to the DNA we pulled off of these random legs we found. Like, <laughs> that's really crazy that it took them so long. Yeah, I agree. The Butte Silver Bow County Sheriff Ed Lester announced just this year, actually in 2023, that they believe that these legs were the remains of Michael Wayne Canada. Sheriff Lester, in his appeal to the public, said that they need help in learning everything they can about Canada. They don't know his last known movements. They don't know why he was in this area. They don't know where he may have been murdered, um, but they do need help finding him. Police also found out that um, they were able to locate him through family. Um, They found a single family member that they matched his DNA to. So that's how they ended up finding out that these were his legs. Well, it took them long enough. Yeah, 11 years. (laughs) But that is the story of the missing legs in Butte, Montana. I feel like Butte kind of has a reputation for being a rougher area. So it doesn't really surprise me that something really strange and bizarre happened there. But... I mean, to find just some, imagine being on a hike with your son and then you just stumble upon some legs. Yeah, that child's going to need therapy forever. But also you guys, so for reference, uh, Butte is spelled B-U-T-T-E. And because it is kind of like this little rink-a-dink town in Montana, I've only ever been like a handful of times. Everybody refers to it as Butt Montana. So that's (laughs) how Montanans feel about Butte Montana to give you just like a reference of this place. I think Butte's a really pretty little town. I don't know. It's like really rustic looking and you can tell that it just has a lot of history and all the buildings are brick. My favorite thing about that place is that the oldest Chinese restaurant in the United States is there. And when you go inside of it, it, I think it used to be a brothel. That is my like theory of it. Because when you go inside, like there's little rooms that you eat in. It's not like a regular restaurant where like you see everybody. It's like you get your own secluded little room and they serve you in there. Oh, what weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's cool. The food is really good. They have the best tea that I've ever had in my entire life. And it's like painted bright orange too. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, and Butte is like kind of, it's like an old mining town and stuff. And I really don't think that um, it's had like a lot of updating. It's not a very big town really. Um There is a college there, and honestly, probably, like, the majority of the population comes from the college, I imagine. Um, Yeah, it just, there's not a lot there. I really can't think of much to tell you about Butte, other than it's kind of just this little podunk town in Montana, you guys. (laughs) That's really funny. I kind of want to give a shout out to Butte as well, because in coming to Montana, I have had a large struggle getting to find anybody to be able to cornrow my hair. And... I met one person in the entire town of Helena who told me that they could cornrow and they said they learned at a beauty school in Butte how to cornrow hair. So I guess shout out to the town of Butte, Montana for teaching people how to cornrow curly hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even thought Butte was big enough for a beauty school, to be honest. That also surprises me again, you guys, I've only like went there a handful of times um, and actually the majority of those times was because a good friend of mine lived there once upon a time and she got married over there. And so like I went over for like a bridal party and um, 
her bachelorette party. I was like, I know I did something else over there, but like her wedding wasn't even there. We went to like the hot springs, I think, for her wedding. So yeah, I have very limited experience in Butte. They did have a really cool escape room that I really enjoyed, but actually I think I heard that that escape room closed down. So now they don't even have that. It's It's disappointing. (laughs) I love escape rooms. (laughs) All right, Danielle. So as most of us know, you're not a hiker. So let's play the Twilight Zone game real quick. (laughs) What would you do if you were in the Twilight Zone and you were hiking with your son, we'll say, and you stumbled upon a pair of legs in a bag? Well, for starters, I would not want my son to see it. So I think, thankfully, he's easily distracted enough that I would be like, okay, like, let's hurry. Like, we got to get back or whatever. And I would try to get him out of the scenario. And then I would um, probably just, like, call 911 and be like, um, so I'm not going to take you back up there. But (laughs) (laughs) you are welcome to go find this on your own. And, um... It was by the one big tall tree with the one really long branch. Good luck finding it. Uh, (laughs) No, for real, you guys, I am not a hiker. I used to be when I was younger. And as I've gotten older, it just, I don't know. I'm just too out of shape these days to enjoy it. But um, yeah, not a hiker. My mom is actually like an avid hiker. And she takes my son a lot. And he's really funny because he... (laughs) He's doing better now, but in the beginning, he was, I used to joke, I was like, he's my son, because she would come back and she'd be like, well, I had to carry him halfway, or like, <laughs> he did nothing but whine, like, the whole second half, or whatever, and like, and <laughs> she took a bunch of the kids once um, with a friend of hers and her kiddos, and there's like this picture of um, my mom's friend holding him, and she's just like trying to drag him <laughs> along <laughs> on this side, because he is just like done for it. <laughs> You know what's interesting to me about this case is that they found the legs, right? So someone took the time and effort to like saw, uh, for some reason with clothes on, I don't know why I feel like that would make it way harder, but like saw off the legs and then put them in a bag and dispose of them. And we haven't found any other body parts, but they only, like the legs were found on the side of a road. So I imagine like they weren't in the deep woods or anything. They were on a well-known road. So I wonder like, what happened to the rest of the body parts? And also, how is this person not reported missing? Like he was in hiking boots, so it's not like it's not like he was there unintentionally. I feel like this was probably someone who was hiking and like came across the wrong person. But I wonder what happened to the rest of those body parts. I wonder where he was from that we wouldn't know. Like, yeah, again, the missing persons thing is weird to me because even if you did go on a hike, like I'm guessing you had some sort of plans following that. And so somebody should have been looking for you at some point, like, I don't know, a job, your whoever you owe your rent or your mortgage to like, this is just very bizarre to me that it took them so long to identify him. And did you happen? Did they happen to say in any of these news articles where he was from? No, um, they didn't say where he was from. They said they found the DNA from one family member, but they, from what I was able to find, um, like they did look through the missing persons databases and for 11 years, there was nothing. And then all of a sudden there, that's just weird. Like the whole thing seems very odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a really weird case, you guys. And that's why um, we wanted to share it with you. I think we're going to do a few little freebie bonus episodes of kind of like wild stories out of Montana. And we got some really great stuff planned for you guys. Um, So definitely stick around for them. And if you really like them, let us know. I think we're contemplating 
Like, I think this could be like a really good spinoff for like a bonus series for you guys that are actually going to be subscribed to us on Patreon. So eventually, you know, these episodes you're not going to be able to listen to at a certain point. Um, but I think it'd be really fun to cover kind of some wild mysteries and stuff out of not just Montana. Like we could do a whole series. Like, oh, yeah, we could every month change to a different state and like every week bring you a different like wild story out of a different state. Like, yes, it could be a lot of fun. So. You guys, let us know how you feel about it on the socials, but we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the source material in the show notes. To show your support, please leave us a review on the platform you're listening on. This is the best way to support us, and this is what pushes our podcast out to new listeners. You can subscribe on Patreon. We are on Patreon as Over the Horizon and Far Away. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Over the Horizon and Far Away. If you would like to submit a case for us to cover, you can email us at overthehorizonandfaraway at gmail.com or you can find our case submission form on any of our socials. We will see you guys next week. Bye!